Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is material. Please delete when, if, when appropriate. <laughs> I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined by my I am, lovely. I am also host. a host. We are yes. we are two hosts. I am Andy and Yeah, I decided we should be democratic and just we're both hosts. <laughs> and I was going to go into a tangent, but I don't want to. I don't want to play my tangent card just yet. But yes. <laughs> Oh, hold on, Andy, because we've got plenty of time for you to do that. So have you had any chance to play with the Lenovo Smart Display? Because everyone's been a bustle about it, and I've been just like really knee-deep into learning mine and figuring out what it can do, <laughs> what I can cast to it, and you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, it's I, I, I just got it last week, and uh I'm I've been enjoying it. I've been finding it to be a lot like I don't know if you have the same experience where it's a lot like getting the, getting your first smart speaker where you really don't like sit down and spend hours playing with it. You just put it someplace that seems logical and bit by bit as it becomes more and more helpful, you start figuring out what it can do for you. Like when I first set it up, it was like, you know, okay, Guillermo, uh, what are albums by David Bowie? Like okay, well, yeah, great. Here's a picture of okay. There you go. And I guess I can tap the album. Okay. Like okay, Guillermo, turn on the lights in the living room. And oh look, there's a there's a there's a control where I can now make it. Live. But then when uh, I, I decided to put my, I, I feel as though there are only, there are three places to put it, either on your desk where you do most of your work th throughout the day, mm -hmm. like on your nightstand or like on a kitchen counter, like near where you like make your morning toast and stuff. Right. Because uh, otherwise, you don't want to have to like turn around and look to face a screen. On the other hand, it's really cool when, as cool as it, as it is to give a command to the Google Home Max in my office, it is really cool to give that same command and notice that I'm getting the same information, but now there's something else I could be looking at if it's actually that interesting or important, and I keep finding new ways to use it. So I'm, I'm liking it so far, but I've only had it for like three or four days. So I am just, you know, currently, uh, embroiled in a battle with ants. And so I have to be completely honest with the listeners of this podcast, uh, that I briefly escaped this conversation because I looked down and there is a clump of just little <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny bodies mourning. <laughs> Mourning the ones that they've lost yeah. in this battle. So thank you. I use your tangent card <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, I I also feel like the minute I brought home the smart display, I knew, I knew exactly what to do with it. I plugged it in like it was just another speaker. And then I just sort of interacted with it like the way that I've been interacting with the assistant on my phone. So it really, it just felt like super natural and intuitive. And I don't really feel like this is a new product. I kind of feel like it's been out for a while and this is just, you know, it just feels really normal and organic. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it definitely kind of goes to show like how serious Google is about the assistant and trying to put it in new and different bodies. I mean, it is also interesting to know that they've chosen to let third-party manufacturers sort of take the lead on this particular product category. Like, we don't have smart speakers that are being sold at, you know, store only you know, at store.google.com. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Basically, <laughs> this is a kitchen TV, and if you want an extra TV in your house that can also, like, do smart home control, this is only, like, 200 bucks. 
or two fifty if you want the ten inch version. Yeah, that that's that's I uh, off usually when I'm like thinking about what I'm going to say or write about something, price definitely becomes part of it. As for five hundred bucks. It would be okay. It's it's cute, but is it five hundred dollars worth of cute? Just just like uh, just like the uh, uh, Apple's uh, HomePod. It's a really nice speaker. I'm just not sure if it's what I would want to get for three hundred and fifty bucks. But for two hundred bucks, I think particularly if you already have Google Assistant, if you already if you already have Google Home in your house and every place where where audio makes sense mm-hmm. and you've been thinking about buying another google home for a specific spot then yeah instead of spending 130 dollars for a google home maybe spend a little bit more and swap out the one in your kitchen or the one in your bedroom for one of these because i've i'm i'm keen to see a if i'm still using it in three weeks time and if so, if it really is something like I, I would really like to be, I, I was casting a video from YouTube to the device on my desktop and okay, I, I do have like more than one screen hooked up to my Mac here, but I kind of like the idea of I'm actually using the keyboard and the mouse for what's supposed to yeah. be productive. But while I'm yeah. like opening documents, I can say, by the way, <laughs> play the latest episode of, of uh, Project Bink, latest video from Project Binky or Winter Garden. Uh, and so, yes, so we'll, we'll exactly we'll, we'll we'll find out. J- JBL uh, just announced that uh, they've got their own 250 buck one. Uh, it looks like a football. Come on. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm already ragging on it. But this, I feel like this whole product category, the thing to note about it is it's all going to be about design. Yeah. So you are going to bring home whatever fits into your aesthetic. And quite frankly, this JBL speaker is just not really my aesthetic. The Lenovo Smart Display, the 10 inch version with the bamboo back. It's <laughs> more my aesthetic. I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah. at least okay. At least this one has like a waterproof rating. So if you're, so if you want to like have it in the like, ha- in the shower. Well, nah, I, I don't know if I want a camera in the shower. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I was because I have a waterproof speaker. That's why I thought about that yeah. first. Not because no, no, no. Again, no. Weird. I'm I'm I'm, so, I'm totally with you. But like in the in the kitchen, like not having to wipe down your hands before. If, is is it what what is the the IP rating for like gravy proofness? Like, uh, I'm not sure there's a military rating for that because most gravy in the military comes in powder form and has to be mixed with water. Uh-huh. So <laughs> just making a reference to MREs there. <laughs> uh, anyway, those are really fascinating YouTube videos to watch. Um, I, yeah, I don't know that yeah. there is a rating. I would guess IP 68. That's the one for the pool. <laughs> I would like to think that they, they are that thorough though at the ratings bureau saying, okay, here's. Here is the graded the graded cheese rating. Okay, yeah. now you'll have a soft cheese like a mozzarella or perhaps an edam ingress up to let's say one family style portion. Like if you're do if you're if you're adding cheese to the whole bowl of pasta, it you know these are yeah. But if it's buffalo mozzarella, then it's like the really sticky, runny kind, and then that stuff just like gets everywhere. So, mm. but in all honesty, this is like an important thing to note because these are products that are supposed to go, you know, become basically like decorative fixtures yeah. in the home that are connected. They're connected fixtures, and I will say I have uh, the Google Home Max. So the room that I have my little work area in is uh, connected to the kitchen by like a little hole. But the thing is, you know, smoke happens, grease happens. And like there's a 
gross little layer of something on my Google <laughs> Home Max, and like I really have to clean the products. And so it's just uh, it's just interesting to note how houseproof these things are, and also that they are a different product category than phones and computers. We can we can only hope. <laughs> I don't, I well, they, what really, I mean to say, they have to be designed no, 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 for I'm, very different. Oh no, I, no, you know. I, I, absolutely no. I'm just I'm when I when I say I, we can only hope is that I I hope that I'm not when, when I set it up for Duo, it's like oh it, it does give you the warning that oh by the way so anybody who has your phone number can possibly like now bother you through this speaker, and I'm like oh. you got a warning for that lucky yeah I'm like well I don't I I'm trying to discourage people from like real time interactive analog communication with me I'm not trying right. to encourage them or, or God forbid make it easier for them so. We'll we'll have to we'll have to sit on that one and see how it works. So out. just slide the camera, the hardware camera slider over, and yeah. go goodbye. Nobody bother me. Or set up a do do not disturb mode for like twenty three hours of the day or twenty four <laughs> hours of the day, and then you'll just never be disturbed. Yeah, that that is a brilliant thing about the Lenovo. It's, it's like there is nothing peop, there is nothing that is more assuring than a physical shutter over a camera. Like well, they can, make laptops, so they know yeah. they know what people are talking about in the tech sphere, and they know what they're going to be telling their family members. <laughs> so it makes I just I'm excited to see what more comes out in this particular product category because I just feel like smart home stuff, smart assistants, smart speakers. This is all about like the common user. This is not about you know, the enthusiastic group of, of fans. It's just kind of like, here's a way to just get this tech to absolutely yeah. everybody. No, no entrance fee except for the price of the device. It's, it's not about like uh, going into settings and enabling an expert mode and learning all the command structure. It really yeah. is about, I will just simply continue to have natural conversations and see what comes on the screen while I'm just simply asking it, like what the weather is going to be in Boston tomorrow. It's that, that that'll work. That that's that's well, good. Have you done recipes with it yet? I have not because I don't have. I have to clean. Up, I have to clean my kitchen. I don't have enough counter space left. It's okay. Over. You don't even have to actually do the recipe, but just asking it for a recipe and doing that little walkthrough in the beginning will give you a great idea of just how dynamic the assistant is with a screen. Because unlike the Echo Show, from what I remember, because I don't have one physically in front of me and I don't really use one on the regular, but from what I remember, a lot of the Echo Show is a show and tell kind of experience with regard. This is specifically with cooking in the kitchen, but I'm using it as an example for other like other things too. Uh, but yes, so on the Echo Show, it's a very like show and tell, like let us show you a video. Whereas on the Lenovo Smart Display with the Google Assistant, it's like, <laughs> let us first walk you through the ingredients list. So here are the ingredients. And it kind of like reads them with a little pause in between because it's like basically your friend reading off a list of ingredients <laughs> as you're rifling through a kitchen, you know, looking for all the stuff, all the ingredients you need, pots and pans. Uh, and then you can either touch the screen to go to the next step or you can say, hey, G, and then ask what it's suggested for you to ask. So it kind of like leads you into how uh. to do the recipe. And it becomes this really natural conversation because then it's like having a friend in the kitchen that is reading off a recipe for you from, you know, whatever cookbook. And it waits for you to finish whatever you're doing in the step-by-step -step instruction process before it tells you what's next. And it's just like, it's just such a smart, subtle way of bringing this... I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for. I want to say essentialness. I'm 
that's the concept I'm trying to pull through. <laughs> but there, there is a feeling of essential, like, wow, this is like something I should have had a long time ago. What the <laughs> heck? Like, this is great. It's, uh, it's like, it's like if a Blue Apron card <laughs> were put on the Google Assistant. And I just think it's a great example of how the Assistant is made for the screen compared to other assistants. I mean, this is what Google knows. Hmm. Well, t tomorrow morning when I prepare my bowl of Cheerios with almond milk, I'll, 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 I'll have the, the assistant Ask guide it how through. to make almond milk and then <laughs> have it walk you through that process. The first problem is finding the nipples of the almond. Now, this is you, you need really good F USDA training to find these, but once you find them, you will find them. Yeah. But okay, so my but my other I had that was a good experience. My bad experience was reminding myself that there is no Google Photos app for Android TV. And oh. have you ever exactly that? That's that was my reaction as well. There's one where, for the smart display. It works perfectly fine. Yeah. I'll have everyone know. It's. I, I, have you ever have you ever been in that situation where you can't find it anywhere in the pre-installed apps? You can't find it. I can't find it anywhere in the Google Play Store. That's so I do a, a Google search to find you know, Google Photos for. A Google Photos app for Android TV. And yet, even after coming up Zorch, 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 I'm thinking, I must be the idiot here because there is no way that with the, they've, they've got every other like Google Play app for this. It makes total sense that you would want to like have the Google Play app. So the Apple TV has like the Apple Photos app. They keep telling you how wonderful Google Photos is. Why would they force you to get your phone out and simply cast photos to the screen? It makes no sense. And uh, I was uh, um, I, I shot uh, uh, I took like a whole, whole bunch of pictures at uh, Roller Derby on Saturday and that's the last step before I actually post them going from like a thousand pictures down to like 93 that now we've been right. like edited and stuff and so the last the, the second to last step is to actually like sort of go through them I decided on the TV just so I can have some distance from it and finally decide is there any more that can I can get rid of this but again I, I that was like a 45 minute detour because I could not possibly believe now it does have uh, it, it it does have like the standard toolkit for uh, for photos, but apparently that's just for other apps to take advantage of. And so again, I can't. I it doesn't make. I'm I'm ready for a hundred people to tell me, "Oh, you fool! All you have to do is go to the YouTube app and click on Google Photos." Like, oh, good, good. The world makes some form of sense. Maybe again. Being that we have been Google users for a long time, we know what it's like when Google just decides to remove or add a feature <laughs> at its discretion without really telling us why it did that. You know, some things are just better left unquestioned. And sometimes, Andy, you just have to roll with the punches. I don't know what else to tell you. They're just having a good <laughs> laugh at my expense is what I'm thinking. I mean, they're still making money off of you. <laughs> Ad revenue, so keep clicking. <laughs> yeah, I well, that, that's uh, the jokes on them because I, I've made a, made a habit from the hours of 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. to use Google as though I were a married mother of four in my late 50s. So that's, if the algorithms can figure that one out, <laughs> I'm probably causing a few uh, a few uh, digital neurons to break and frac fracture when I go from, oh, wow, give, give me more information about the delay of the new Indiana Jones movie, and then it's 11 o'clock, and say, I've got all of this veal. 
that I bought on sale, and I just don't know what to do with it. Because how, how can I put it in a lunch bag? And can my kid see that's that sort of stuff? Why would I don't? It's anyway. Is there a use for cotton balls that's not from from just removing makeup or or, or, or nail polish? That stuff. I think there is. Why am I being paid so much less than my counterparts that was using my same computer before 11 a.m.? Because of your gender. Exactly. (laughs) Which is a construct. And on that note. (laughs) The other, the good thing. Let's see that now uh, it is a common thing that I go through where I love feeling stupid because the realization that I'm stupid comes with the realization that I have learned something that I feel like I should have learned a long time ago. Okay, that's an optimistic way of putting it. I like that. Well, see, see, a really, really dumb person doesn't have the capacity to understand how dumb they are. It's like at least you, a, a dumb person who has the capacity to learn, I feel like the sky's Ignorance the limit. Ignorance is bliss. Exactly. Right? Well, okay, sure. Forrest Gump. Uh, he got all those free <laughs> Dr. Peppers, and I, I, like, I do like Dr. Pepper. So yeah. okay, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't I shouldn't leap to conclusions here. But I, I did not know that all the different times where like there was a, a YouTube video where there was like data that's flashing on a screen. I really wanted to see what was in that one frame, but I could never freeze at the right time. And I was It was Andy checking out the interfaces on his favorite TV shows. No, ex- ex- well, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like there's all this all these numbers that are flashing on a display and they have to come from somewhere. Is it really binary or is that just like stock number footage? Ever ever <laughs> since the time like I, I got I had the VHS tape of, of the Terminator and identified like his uh, the Terminator's point of view as Apple II 6502 assembly language code. Uh, that's yes. when I became a, I, so I used to I I up until like yesterday I would download the video so I could open up the video in like QuickTime player. I did not know that the, at least in the desktop web version, if you hit the comma and period keys, that will, when you've got the video pause, it will single step, single frame it forward and backward. Had no idea. It's not by, not by any means a new feature. I just simply, I simply walled off my brain from the knowledge that could have watered this tree of lack of understanding. If you, those of you uh, would like an easier way of remembering it, if you look at your keyboard, you will actually see that the left carrot and the right carrot are the uh, corresponding neighboring characters for the comma and the period, respectively. Yes. That would be left for backwards and right for forwards, for those of you who Mm. need that translation. It is not technically a mnemonic device, but it's still easy to remember. Yes. I tried. I, I, I aim to help. That is my reason I am on this earth is to help people. And so I would like to help in any way that I can, even by pointing out a blatant, obvious thing. No, how, how many how many times has how, how many times has something been totally obvious once something has someone has explained it to you? That's very true. You know, it's very true. That's like a long, long list of things. Like when you when you find out like when you find out that there are lines on the standard like plastic uh, solo cup and those aren't just decorative they actually measure out like standard measurements uh, oh, measurement yeah, lines. Oh that's right. It's like Let's oh, see. <laughs> I, I it should have occurred to me that that wasn't okay. Thank you. I, 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 I okay. Thank you very much. Again, why would it occur to you when all you're doing out of the solo cup is drinking copious amounts of beer? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a reason. <laughs> Some of us, uh, some of us are making little towers. 
<laughs> Actually, I I do know that there is some like hobbyist competitions about building towers out of solo cups because it's totally like an engineering feat of engineering. <laughs> Uh, and I am all for it because what better way to decorate your house than with the leaning tower of red cups? Uh. That's a, that, sometimes you <laughs> just don't you don't have the patience every time you have a new visitor to explain that this is a house with absolutely no adult supervision. Despite the presence of adults living here, there is no adult supervision here in this house. That's why you see this giant pyramid of used and semi-used red solo cups. Semi-used. Oh, semi-used solo cup is just have you has anyone ever foul? Like, yeah, like like oh no, I I I dumped it. I dumped whatever was in it like then down the sink. It's it's good. It's still good. It's like I'm not sure that I want to continue drinking so much that I would I want to reuse a solo cup that's lined with residues. No, uh, I feel like this is a very good time for us to jump into our first ad break. Okay, why don't we why don't we make it a double? It's a, it's a, oh yeah, it's let's such make a nice it. Day. You know, we let's do a double feature. Here we go. <laughs> we have a very exciting ad break today because this episode of Material is brought to you by Inboard Technology, the geniuses behind the motorized M1 skateboard. Inboard's flagship M1 eboard is set apart from the pack by its innovative, industry-leading features and its slick yet rugged design. It has the world's first truly swappable battery for an electric skateboard. Just put an extra battery in your bag and swap while on the goal. The Inboard Vision mobile app controls every aspect of the board and even allows your mobile device to be used as a throttle. It even it provides regular firmware updates for your M1 for the highest performing torque, hill climbing, efficiency, and more, making the M1 totally future-proof. Instead of being layered like other boards, the M1 eBoard deck is made from a single block of wood and wrapped in fiberglass, making it the most advanced skateboard deck ever developed. And you can ride long after the sun goes down with the only eBoard that has integrated LED lights on the front and tail for a safer ride. You can seriously upgrade your commute with one of these boards. Forget spending ages stuck in traffic or looking for a parking space. Just pick up your board and head to work. And if your commute is just fine, you might just want a fun way to get around your neighborhood and it's great for that too here's uh, some audio from uh, from uh, th- from an actual uh, user within the relay.fm family to tell you about how it actually feels all right so i am out in front of my house going to really take my inboard out for a spoon i was not really a skateboarder before this but the inboard gives you all the confidence you really need. The board is very smooth. The wheels just seem to glide right over small debris, cracks in the concrete. It's really very, very comfortable. The remote is really easy to understand and use. You're not going to make a mistake with it. And it just makes you feel alive. I like going fast. I like riding my bike fast. I like fast go-karts. The inboard makes that experience a lot easier to attain because you're out in the open getting lots of fresh air feel the breeze it's a whole lot of fun for a limited time only save $100 on your purchase of the M1 eboard by heading to inboardtechnology.com and using the code material100 at checkout get the board try it for 14 days and if it's not for you just send it back 
With that easy return policy, if you've always wanted to try out a motorized board, now's the time to do it. That's inboardtechnology.com and use the code MATERIAL100 to save $100 for a limited time only. Go there now. You won't regret it. Thanks to Inboard Technology for their support of Material. This episode of Material is also brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for material. Once again, that's squarespace.com material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. It's too bad we didn't have any sort of like movie intro for that, you know, like let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some ads. <laughs> I thought I thought this was like the special midnight showing of Rocky Horror where you're supposed to like have your special costumes for the ads. Yes. And like when they say every time they say Squarespace, you're supposed to make like that square sign with your with your fingers. Ah, uh, musical theater. You hate it when you're the only uh, person who, who knows about the, the traditions there. Well, you know, not all of us know the traditions. <laughs> so speaking of traditions, there is a tradition in uh, in China to censor information. <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, been keeping up with current events or the news, um, but th- this is a thing that's frequently practiced. They're really into that. It, They're it, really it, into it's it. Like, it was like like phone booth stuffing, like on college campuses in like the fifties or something. They're they're really they're they're really really that that makes their Thursday. Baby things. millennial asks, "What's a phone booth?" <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, so you know, Google is this giant company. It wants to make money off of ads and its search engine. So what better way to do that in a place like China than to completely acquiesce and build a search engine that is censored? (laughs) So it's, you know, it's just the perfect, uh, it's... I mean, yeah, they, they, they left in 2010, which is has always been something I was very, very happy about. Like anytime, no matter how evil like yeah, Google like ever seems, to them. you can say, oh, well, well, Mr. CEO of Apple, who says you're all about protecting right. your users. How, why, why didn't you do the brave thing? And instead of like being brave enough to remove the, the headphone jack from your phone, you decided to pull out of one of the most lucrative markets just to make a statement about the freedom of information and people to be free and not tracked (laughs) and now i can't use that anymore because apparently (laughs) well this to be fair andy this uh you know we're living in a post eu fine era 
uh, from here on out, everything will be referred to as pre and post EU fine because, you know, <laughs> 5 billion euros is a lot of euros. And <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I really don't know if that's why I'm just. Euros making... are like Canadian tire bucks. They have certain value, but come on have quite a bit of value. Uh, but anyway, so there is an article at The Intercept about uh, these leaked internal Google documents, uh, the fact that Google is seeking to bring its search engine back to China. It's it's insane. It's not something that we probably would have thought eight years ago when this, you know, like Andy said, when this sort of thing became a stick it to them. So the project is codenamed Dragonfly, and it's been underway since spring of last year and accelerated following a December 2017 meeting between Google CEO Sundar Pichai and a top Chinese government official, according to those internal documents, uh, as well as people familiar with the plants. Uh, we've also got teams and programmers or teams of programmers and engineers at Google who've created a custom Android app, different versions of which have been named Mautai and Langfai. I hope I pronounced those correctly. The app has already been demonstrated to the Chinese government and the finalized version could be launched in the next six to nine months pending approval from Chinese officials, which is... I want us to just process that for a second. This is a search engine that is being run through a series of government officials before it can be released to the people. So I just want that to sink in for a second. And, um, you know, we live in this privatized world here in America. But how does that make you feel, Andy? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's we used to joke about the Great Firewall of China. But the more we learn about it over the preceding like ten or so years, the more we, it's not it's not just uh, we're, we're we're talking we're talking about like uh, they're massive massive Chinese censorship laws. So yes, you know you can't get access to a to a sex site, uh, but you also can't do searches for things like Taiwan or Tiananmen Square. You can't get information about uh, opposing political parties. Uh, Facebook is banned. Twitter is banned. Uh, news sources like the New York Times are banned. Uh, books that criticize or make fun of authoritarian regimes, like this 1984, is really bad. Is banned. This is and also, bad. And also, yeah, and also, if you do search for dissidents or if you do search for like certain certain names, and it's not it, given that there, uh, China is a place where they can disappear you, and you're not you're not. You no know, one knows what happened to you until several months later when you admit your terrible crimes to to undermine the wonderful government. That, it's I'm sure I'm certain that every single search that you create is being stored and indexed somewhere to make sure that if you if you fit a certain pattern of unmutual and uncooperative uh, uh, capabilities. It's pretty. It's it's pretty nasty. I mean, these are. It's it's one thing when you have um, uh, a if you if a if I'm I'm trying to play the devil's advocate and say that maybe if you, let let's say you you could make a case that says that if the United States government had the ability to censor Facebook and Twitter and other stuff and simply say, okay, these are clearly Russian operatives. We, we, we have, here is the, the we, we've just completed an eight month investigation about this. Here is our proof, Mr. High High Court Judge or Mrs. High High Court Judge. Please, we would, that's why we would like to create this, this brief and this filing to appeal for the banning of this, 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 and this from these people. 
okay, you can make that case. Uh, and that's part of the case being made uh, like by the Indian telecom, uh, government-run telecom, to say this is why uh, Apple is being threatened with uh, not having any of their phones work on any Indian network because they require uh, at least the ability to download an official government-approved app that is supposed to be able to control spam uh, and control like unwanted, uh, control your privacy. Uh, you're not, as a, as a, as a citizen, you're not required to use it, but they require that it has to be. It has to be in the Android app store, so Android has it, so Android is okay. And now Apple is fighting back, saying, "Oh, we're not going to rate this app because you you want all the call history, you want all everyone's phone numbers." No, 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 we're not going to do this. Uh, th and that's the argument that they're making. That they're trying to, and, and and India is not even not that great either. But China has such a bad track record with this stuff. It kind of makes you sigh deeper than your lungs have the capacity for a sigh when Google, who seems to be able to make a fairly decent amount of money, despite not operating a search engine or an app store or many Google services in China, maybe this is something that you can simply say, we're content to leave this alone. Uh, as opposed to why, yes, we will create a brand new search app just for you that kowtows to exactly what you wanted us to do so you can keep control over your citizens as tightly as you would like that to be. And hey, if you decide to uh, to demand extra new features where we can uh, where the app will track people and uh, and the government can basically open up a live microphone anytime it wants, of course we'll do that too. So long as we can get some get our twenty to thirty percent off of App Store sales. No, they haven't talked about opening the Google Play Store in China, but that's got to be the next thing. Uh, I'm just really, really disappointed. I could, I can, I can see Apple saying we've never taken the stand, and now we actually know how much money we were making off of China. I can understand how that would make it difficult to explain to shareholders why you've decided on purely moral grounds that you care about human beings enough to say no to how many billion dollars a year. I can understand how difficult that would be. I imagine it's easier when you're not making any money off of search in China and you can simply say, we would like to turn on those taps, even though we realize that as we turn on those taps, we are also uh, tightening the thumb screws uh, on Chinese citizens. I'm I really, really hate this decision. Yeah, I do too. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little well, exhausted. As, well, yeah, I mean, it, it well, just, it just, you know, like what are you this is a very exhausting time uh in in the world also because i think a lot of change is underway i think we're we're saying that um the bubble's being burst in several ways and you know sundar pachai has been talking about going back to china since at least 2016 under the cover of bringing you know the powerful google tools to help chinese citizens yes. but uh but it was banned by Sergey Brin, who is Russian-born and knows a thing or two about authoritarian censorship. Yeah, it's I, I, we don't we don't want to we don't want to claim we know exactly why <laughs> why the, the the difference between these two people. It's it's also worth noting that uh, in 2010, when they decided to drop China, Google was also under a little bit of pressure from the U.S. government. Saying that, well, you, I can't believe you're still doing business in China, even though that uh, when they when they when Google actually did their blog post announcing that they're 
pulling out of China. They right in, the, in like a first or second sentence, they said that one of the reasons is that we both Google and like 20 other companies were victims of cyber attacks from China. And we feel as though we don't want to help out <laughs> our, our help our, our own, uh, our, our own defenselessness. Uh, so maybe it wasn't part of it was they decided that this was a, uh, a strong moral move. Maybe it was a strong tactical move. Maybe they felt pressure from the outside. And it doesn't matter how they did something that was good, but they did something that was good. Uh, and this is, it's, it really does open the door to, again, uh, so as bad as China is, and I think they're very, very bad, there are other regimes that are far, far worse that, I, are they going to stand up to uh, to like the Turkish market, or to like to, to when, when, if Turkey were to say, uh, well, we're we're gonna we want you to we want to have a status board. So if we give you a list of names of people that we want to know the location of every minute, as well as everybody that they're associating with, we want just to be able to hit a switch from our own from our own little studio here and get that. Are they gonna are they gonna make a moral stand based on where they're not making a whole lot of money as much money off of this country as they are off of China? It's it's such a horrible big moral mess that they're gonna have to navigate now. And I the, or they the, don't. They don't have to navigate it. it it's it's business. They it doesn't have there doesn't have to be a moral quandary. It could just be we're trying to make a bunch of money and they're a lot of billions of people in China and those are numbers that we want. I mean, yeah, but you're you're going to have you're going to have a look at all the ruckus that uh, Google employees raised when it appeared that Google was first dipping their toe into the idea of contributing machine learning uh, vision algorithms to uh, drone footage for the military and more or less forced Google to say, okay, here are some principles we're laying down. We are not going to use this. Our technology is not going to be, we're not going to let our, our technology be used. Or I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to remember exactly what they said. I have to, I have to, I have to keep rolling back a little bit. I think, the, I think the thing they said for sure was that we're not going to see contracts in which uh, our AI is going to be used like for military purposes or for purposes that will involve hurting other human beings, uh, which was nice. Uh, but and even the even uh, when the intercept uh, got this uh, got all this material, they actually got it from a an anonymous source with quote moral and ethical concerns about Google's choices here. Uh, uh, they the here's a quote from their source uh, whose an anonymity they're protecting. Uh, the source said that they had moral and ethical concerns about Google's role in the censorship, which is being planned by a handful of top top executives and managers at the company with no public scrutiny. And here's a quote. I am against large companies and governments collaborating in the oppression of their people and feel like transparency around what's being done is in the public interest, unquote, this source said, adding that they feared, quote, what is done in China will become a template for many other nations, unquote. So there's going to be there's going to be blowback from this, maybe something they can weather very, very nicely. But you're going to you're going to have problems getting the the, the highest quality uh, information workers if they decide that, hey, congratulations. I know that I know that we hired you to draw Google Doodles, uh, but we were decided we got a lot of people drawing Google Doodles. Instead, we're going to have you uh, moved over to our, uh, our death keys project. It's where we can actually force the keyboard to kill people by firing light pulsations of light 
into somebody's eyeballs. And so, and because you signed your contract, you can't talk about this to anybody. And unless, of course, you want to start paying that mortgage on that $2.2 million one-bedroom house that you were forced to buy because it was the only place you could move to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a problem. And, and, I also, and I also like to think the best of people. I like to, and naive as it may sound, and think that, you're going to find out exactly how uh, if you if if you work on this stuff or if you're a senior executive at Google uh, or Apple, you're going to find out how these tools are being used uh, to oppress individuals and to oppress dissent. And at some point, you're going to when it's wonder too late. If you made the, yeah, that it's going to be too late. The thing is, if we really want to make an impact, if employees at Google are really upset about this, it, we would hear a lot more about employee disruption. We would hear about people walking out. We would hear about work not getting done, but that's not happening. It's just like well, a this- small percentage of of people, you know, leaking it to the press. It's this is a giant company with a lot of money and they are shaking hands with China because the US has has you know let up on its restrictions. It's very frustrating to see this because it's I'm sorry, trigger warning. This is talking about capitalism, but this is extreme capitalism. That's how it looks like to me as a regular consumer. Yeah. It just seems way too extreme. Um I I am not okay with this as a consumer of these products. And I just feel like the world often says, oh, 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 that country's bad, blah, 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 you know, but that doesn't really matter because we're still having the Olympics at these places. Mm -hmm. We're still doing business with them. You know what I mean? It's, uh, we need a lot more bigger hands here. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> to well, handle this stuff. It's a, this, it's, it's the arrow of This is of like history. a child gone wild. I don't know. And it, maybe I'm making too much of a big deal no, out of it. No, you can't possibly make too big a deal I out have, of it. I have seen just the, I've been covering the tech industry for 10 years and I have, you know, I have seen this like this sort of decline. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It doesn't really seem like morality is really at the core of these things. It really is just making money. And I feel like a lot of that is presented to consumers under the guise of, oh, we want to bring this technology to people. It's like Facebook. We want to bring this technology to people. But like, what is really happening? Yeah. We need to ask ourselves that. Yeah. As consumers of these products. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll 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 hear we'll hear some things by next week. Um the new the the story just broke like today. As we're recording, it the did. Pro- the project which, itself, which is why this is so fresh for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, uh, no, no, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm very passionate right now because it's a fresh reaction for me. And well, I, I, I just hope that Sundar is, is, is going to be forced to have another one of those company wide meetings in which they explain that, well, okay, even if, even if you are a Chinese citizen, you're over here in America now in Mountain View. So just don't go back. I don't know why you're complaining. Hey, look! We're updating those 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 AirPod knockoffs so that they don't suck anymore. Applause. Some people like the Pixel Buds, Andy. Some people like the <laughs> yeah. Pixel Buds. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, this is maybe maybe this is part of the 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 necessary demythologization of high tech entrepreneurs that we have to we have to accept that Apple stopped being two hippies in a garage a long time ago. Google, stop being two scruffy grad students 
at, a, at, a, at, a, at a geeky college a long time ago. Uh, Facebook was always run by a total bastard and Harvard dropout. That's not quite so different. But, I mean, we, we have this ju- just because... Like all these, uh, all these keynotes are led by some uh, by CEO in casual in casual clothes and jeans, talking about how we're changing the world, about how technology has the ability to leverage our humanity in ways that are were inconceivable just five years earlier. We're going to show you a video that we put together, if that's all right, with this wonderful new medical technology. Okay, and, and that's great. But again, what? Thank you, Tim Cook. But again, you're you're cozying up to Trump, and you're cozying up to to China, and you're again, you're not saying where that line is, and you. It's hard for you to be Captain Birkenstock's granola and and peace, love, and understanding, and not say that this is a terrible. We don't we, at least say we are not. We are opposed to the idea of our technology being used to hurt people, being a tool of subjugation. Okay, so, okay, unless we go okay, into hour so, three of this. What, okay, we're, we, only, we need a deep breathing exercise. Right, so <laughs> ask your Google Assistant <laughs> to help you yep. meditate, to put on some relaxing tunes. <sighs> I did that today. I put on some raindrops. Mind you, California is drought-ridden and mostly on fire. <laughs> Uh, so raindrops are definitely not happening, but it was fun to pretend. It was fun to pretend. Yeah. Uh, so let's pretend right now, and um, let's let's whisk ourselves off into a beautiful scene of our third ad of. Yeah, after after we've just spent twenty minutes railing against uh, against the money system. Okay. <laughs> but, well, but, the, but you know these what? people Everybody, are fine. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure these people are fine. <laughs> we live in metropolitan areas. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> we're not socialists. We're just we're just anti-bastard. That's all. <laughs> this episode of Material is brought to you by Fracture. Fracture is the company that can take your favorite images and print them directly onto glass for you to display in your home. And they make the perfect thoughtful gift. Fractures are handmade in the Gainesville, Florida area from U.S. sourced materials. And their sleek, frameless design goes with any decor. Ordering is super simple, and fractures come ready to, to display straight out of the box. They even include the wall hanger. That's how fuss-free the fracture experience is. And Fracture is a green company operating a carbon-neutral factory, which they lovingly refer to as their Fractory. Uh, I did hit their site. It's just so super, super simple to create these things. You don't really have to be a graphic artist. You can even just simply say, hey, you know that really cool Instagram I posted like three years ago? I'm finally over the guilt and shame. I'm ready to display this in my home. Uh, and so you can just choose an image choose a size it'll just simply arrive later on you stick it on your wall and suddenly you got class unless the image in the instagram shows you don't have class but at least it will be beautifully printed for display in your home fracture prints are a great addition to any home and they really do make amazing gifts for family and friends it's time to rescue those photos that are hidden away on your devices Head to FractureMe.com slash material to get started and to see how sleek fractures look and get 15% off your first order. That's FractureMe.com slash material. Open it in your browser now and get 15% off. 
We'd like to thank Fracture for their support of material. All right, let's delve into something a tiny bit lighter. So Notches. Like how 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 upset how incredibly weirded out we are and worried about notches on, oh yeah, on the Android phones. Like are they gonna screw up notches on Android phones? And if someone puts like too many notches in one place, are we all gonna be hosed because of these damn notches? And Google. Can I tell you very it. quickly, Andy, because I really would like to cash in your um tangent card again. <laughs> okay. Today please, please, I you, discovered... you, may have, you may have my you may have my tangent card. <laughs> I've been using it a lot in this episode. Today, I discovered uh, that I can really get into a writing mode if, you know, how you have to, like, talk out your sentence sometimes. I decided I would do it all today in a Long Island accent. <laughs> it helped. That's all I wanted to put out there. So thank you, Long Island. Uh, yeah, so Google has published developer guidelines for display notches, which is incredible because I just can't believe that notches are still a deal it's just still a deal. It's still a thing that people are talking about. So app developers must respect or it, they must respect the notch in portrait mode in landscape or full screen mode. The app must be letterbox. So so, yeah. so if you so if you turn the phone to the right. if, you, if you're in portrait mode, your your app is supposed to enter, it's supposed to take advantage of the screen real estate to the left and right of the notch. However, if you are like full screening a movie or if you're turning the or if the user t uh, turns the phone onto the side, you're not supposed to have like these two ears of the of the uh, OLED screen sticking out to the left. Then you're supposed to have it just look like a plain regular square. Oh, sounds like a disaster. Uh, maximum of only two notches per display. So only one on top and only one or so only one per edge. So one well, on top and one on bottom. Making, yeah, exactly. Making, <laughs> making, I, I, I would like to think this would be unnecessary, but they had to specify that, no, you can't put three notches <laughs> on each edge of the display. Uh, you can only They're have like two. Teeth. Yeah, exactly. And you can only have them like at the, at the, top edge and the bottom edge so you can't have like the long edges no notches whatsoever uh however now this this is the only thing that was like sort of like uh, encouraging you can actually have the notch in the anywhere you want even in the corner of the screen so you can actually have like it's a like it's a pop tart that someone has taken a bite out of and they, instead of taking a bite out they bit in a camera whoa kawaii android phones wow <laughs> those are going to be adorable uh android phones in the shape of ice cream biscuits or Sandwiches. Why did I say biscuits? <laughs> ah. <sighs> what do I know? How about like a phone with like a hole drilled into the corner so you can like attach it to a lanyard? So if you drop it, I it, miss that. I yeah, miss yeah. the little characters, the little plastic characters yeah. and little bells I used to put on my phones. People just don't do that anymore. It's sad. It's sad. Laughter has been taken out of the world. Is it associated with the time when we stopped like sort of like getting them free with a contract and we started like being aware that we're paying six hundred and fifty to eight hundred dollars for it? And it's like I I do not want Bots Maru or any other Sanrio character on this phone that cost me eight hundred dollars. I those what those, do you those have mournful Bots Maru, eyes are going to Andy. Andy. Bots yeah. Maru is great. <laughs> okay, he is he is awesome. And Pandava. And yes, Don't you disparage the name of Botsmaru. <laughs> um speaking of 
bots Maru, not at all. But uh, Google talked to Engadget about YouTube Music, revealing the app will be updated every two weeks, which is super exciting for people who really want to get into this idea of YouTube Music and are just kind of struggling because change is hard. And people who just have been using it up till now and realize that I don't think once every two weeks is going to do it. I think they need like a Monday update and a Thursday. They're all. It's not a really well thought out and sort of cohesive concept. But they 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 talk to uh, they talk to Engadget basically to make sh- to assure people that yes, we acknowledge that perhaps having the only way to uh, sort your albums is by the uh, the the order in which you add them to your library. That might bum people out, particularly if they're sharing a library with somebody else and suddenly you can't find your greatest album, the album that you like a lot because someone on a whim decided to add a whole bunch of Nipsey Russell comedy albums and now you can't find all your awesome stuff. Yeah. So it's it's pretty I I, I like this idea. I like the idea that they are embracing the idea that we're going to every two weeks you're going to see something different or some sort of improvement or some bit of nuttiness, nuttiness removed. Um they're going to start supporting very, very soon. Actually, I think they said that it's starting to, it's going to start to roll out maybe this week or next week. Uh, that the ability to store, download, and store music on a hard drive or on an SD card on your device, nice. So you don't have to. You're not limited to either the browser. How cache very or tangible. The, how how very <laughs> like Trio phone from 1997 that you can actually hey, store music on phone. storage. That was pretty. You know, <laughs> it had touch tone. So you didn't have to. It's true. None, none of that weird clicking sounds. <laughs> yes. I I I've, I have to say that I I kind of I was watching a movie that was uh, a documentary that was really really nice and really engaging, uh, and they had like modern like reenactments of things that happened like in the 30s, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a ringing like vintage like 1930s phone, and the person's like going downstairs to like reenact when this 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 important phone call came in, and I'm really excited to find out like what this phone call was about. Then I realized that. Wait a minute. That that's one of those like modern novelty phones where all the numbers on the dial are actually push buttons. And I wasn't again. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't about to write a letter to my editor. I'm just saying it took me out of the reality. You of the- should have written a letter. No, 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 Andy. There are podcasts about this sort of thing. Okay, yeah. you. If you have the time, you know we are both freelancers, and our time is precious. <laughs> uh, if you have time, you should write a letter to your editor. That's just. See, and, it, and it wasn't even like in the background. It was like one of those shots where the phone is ringing in the foreground, and then the character like approaches yes. the phone and enters the frame. So yeah, it was it was so hard. It's obvious. To... It's obviously somebody purchased it at Home Goods in the clearance section. Yeah. Well, that tells you a lot more about that budget. Mm. So maybe <laughs> you should. I mean, they're they're prop, ask they're prop rental rental places where you just specify what kind of phone they'll give you four different kinds that cost you like $15 to rent it for the day. Okay, hey, just, you know, taxes complaining. keep going. Up. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying out YouTube, YouTube music when it's not as confusing as just the name YouTube music. I'm still the, the the first time that I'm like listening to music on like the on the music app and I see there's a like a video play button superimposed over the artist to tell me that oh by the way here's like music videos on YouTube related to Diana Damrao like I don't remember asking you for that but thank you for confusing me with a new button they're trying 
Well, I, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm listen. I, I use Spotify, and they, they are their own whatever. They are their own whatever. See, their, their, their problem is more subtle. They have to figure out how to make money. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, speaking of making money, I would like to share this little tidbit with our listeners, which uh, came by way of Reddit with which Andy so valiantly found on the internet because I don't dare brave the forums of Reddit. <laughs> Reddit is a scary, scary forest for me. But so if you are sharing your location on Google Maps, you can now see the battery percentage of the person's phone so you know if they're going to be able to make it to share their location with you. Uh, you know, and, you know, while their phone is dying, you could probably repeatedly send them text messages. Why didn't you bring your cord with you? You know that I don't have a lightning <laughs> cable. I use Android products. This is literally what I text everyone who comes to visit me and tells me, my phone's dying. Can I charge it when I get to your house? I don't have... Your cable type. We don't accept that kind of port here. <laughs> can, you, can you Google pay them some electrons from your battery? You know, that's not possible yet. Uh, no. I wonder, though, if, if some magic like that could happen through wireless charging. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? There you go. Uh, if, 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 if Tesla beat out Edison... We'd all be like living next to <laughs> every fifty every fifty yards another like three hundred foot high tower that's just spitting out arcs of visible electricity, and there'll be the smell of like cooked squirrels and cooked birds everywhere we go, and everyone would say, "But at least my bat, at least I don't have to carry one of those Mophie juice packs anymore." Huh, what was that all about? What was that all about? Yeah. Battery packs? What are those about? <laughs> That, it, it is a it is a cool idea because how many how many times has it been like you're you you kind of really wish that someone knew that you're down to like six percent battery and if you didn't if you weren't able to like text message somebody and tell them that yeah there's a hella amount of traffic and the and the the buses and the trains are super super late it's not because I don't care or I'm irresponsible it's because I only ha okay it's because I'm irresponsible only in the sense that I wasn't paying attention to how low my battery was before I left the house today it's not because I'm irresponsible in the sense that I don't know to call and let you know that I'm going to be a half hour late okay and I, I like to imagine this not being like a, a a marquee feature that people fought for and was part of this big like pyramid of progress for Android. It was just some a couple of people like just sort of horsing around thinking, actually, that would be a good idea. Let's just do it and we'll show it to our our, our group manager. And if she likes it, then maybe we can actually put it into maps. I, I, I fantasize that that's how like cool features like that happen. Maps is the best. I mean, yep. granted, it tracks your every move, but it's the freaking best. Well, it's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 not willing to t uh, I'm willing to tolerate a lot of people who have complaints about our phones tracking us. However, if you're looking at a map that has a actual pulsating like blue dot on it marking your location. And it follows you from uh, on the map, and you're actually relying on that blue dot to get you somewhere. In that particular instance, I don't think you have the right to be shocked and surprised that the Maps app is tracking you. I'm saying that you would have a very difficult time explaining to a lawyer that you're trying to hire 
that you clearly were being taken advantage of as a poor country bumpkin or a poor city mouse or whatever the, the allegory is. I would like to leave our audience with a little tidbit that I learned this past weekend before we close out the show, which is I did not do any tracking on Google Fit when I went stand-up paddleboarding on Sunday. However, when I went in after the fact to log in my numbers and I put the time, the start time around the same time that I was out on the water, Google aggregated that data and then was able to map out how many miles I had gone on the paddleboard and where I had gone. So I thought that was pretty great. I don't even have to think about it. And it aggregated all of that for me after the fact. So, Yeah. it's a, Any feature that allows you to get credit for actually moving when you thought that, oh, damn it. <laughs> I do you know do you know that like I did so much vacuuming the other day that I must that must that's got to be good for like at least four tenths of a mile and you actually you got credit for 3.1 miles of walking all right there you go I don't know I don't know how many times three I, miles I, from vacuuming what's your secret point three, point three miles oh. you, you have to have a really <laughs> terrible vacuum and you also have to be one of those people who when you go over like a piece of white thread and doesn't pick it up instead of simply picking it up yourself you just keep like going over and over and over and over That's again me. and yeah exactly because I'm like hey you know what while I'm here why don't I flex those muscles <laughs> exactly it's I, I i paid 150 dollars for this vacuum cleaner the vacuum cleaner's job is to be pushed on its face back and forth across the carpet until it removes all the dirt it's my job to hold it by its end and keep pushing it on its face across the carpet yeah, back it reminds and forth me of the again. brave little toaster and all the inanimate objects with oh, faces i didn't <laughs> I didn't. I've I've never seen that because it might be one of those like velveteen rabbit sort of endings in which I would have to like be not very productive for two days afterward, and I don't want that to happen. Yes, Toy Story has that effect on me. Um, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, yes. did you know that Stupid you could become Pixar. a member of our show? Why you yes. could become a member at relay.fm backslash material. You can sponsor us for several dollars a month, many dollars a month, however many dollars you'd like to send our way. We would absolutely appreciate because then it helps us keep this podcast going weekly for your edification. We are here <laughs> to edify you. Also, we have a bonus episode coming out in just a while, so stay tuned for that. Andy and I are working behind the scenes to bring to you a fun and enlightening bonus episode. So remember... By sponsoring us, you help make these things happen and perhaps even more bonus episodes down the line because we like to do them, but we also like incentives. Yes. Ex ex <laughs> extra, when, when, when we get to not only get like the premium ice cream, but also like that, that jar of like Hershey's fudge sauce, like in the supermarket on the side, oh, that puts us in a frame of mind that wants us, makes us want to keep doing more and more bonus episodes. So Give us that chocolate coating. Yes, exactly. The, 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 magic, the magic shell. There you go. That's that's all we want. That's all we want. And money on the side. Well, actually money with which we can purchase our own magic show. Yeah, I would like that too. And let's make sure to get the butterscotch kind too. Andy, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with before we leave? Uh, as usual, go to anotgo.com or anotgo on Twitter or anotgo on Instagram to see what's up with me and what I'm doing and what I'm writing. And I'm also going to be on uh, my usual every other week 
half hour talking about technology on WGBH Public Radio in Boston. You can listen to it live on Thursday if you get this in time. Uh, if you didn't uh, get to listen to it live, just go to WGBHnews.org uh, and you can just stream the show whenever you want or get it via popular podcasting format, which we know you're familiar with. And I am Florence Ion, and I am going to immediately go back to working on my review <laughs> of the Lenovo Smart Display, which will be up this week or perhaps next week at this point uh, at reviewed.com. So stay tuned for that. I will let you all know. Of course, I've had other stuff post, but I've just been too busy. I've just been too busy for the roundup post at florenceion.com. <laughs> You might, you know, it must not have been too bad an experience because, again, listeners, you don't have the ability to uh, actually watch her on video as she speaks, as I do. I did not see either eye twitch at all when I said Lenovo, uh, and I've had those. You know, when I when I was uh, testing out the Microsoft Zune player, see again, my eyes go in just memory from ten years ago of having to get that thing it working. It was the brown it. one. It was indeed the brown one. <laughs> No, because my husband still has that, and he likes to whip it out. Look at this cool party trick. It's Zune. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's not cool anymore. Okay, <laughs> on that note, thank you so much, everyone, for listening in, and we hope that you have a great rest of the week, and stay safe, and until next week. Buy war bonds where you work or bank.